All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. We haven't had like a 15 or 16 degree day. You're right. We haven't had one of those days where... Sometimes those happen in like St. Patrick's Day. I can remember them happening like in elementary school. Mm -hmm. I said elementary very strangely just then. In in elementary school. Um... (laughs) We'd be like walking home in March and there'd be some peculiarly warm day. Yeah. Or maybe I just had a better threshold for a breezy late winter day when I was a kid. I think, yeah. Does that make sense? You're born with that. Look at you who brought notes again. I brought notes again. I realized I had a whole uh, write-up of one of the shows on another note that I don't know if I took. Oh, okay. Uh, let me. No, not in my pocket. <laughs> anyway, I got most in the news. I feel like I haven't seen you all week. I don't even think we've crossed paths. You don't? No, like we had a meeting together yesterday, but right. I don't think we associated, and I don't think I've like passed right. you on my usually, way to the bathroom. Usually, there will be a time or two where I'll just walk into the studio and talk to you for five or ten minutes. Right. You're really good at only ever coming in when I have time to talk. I just thought that you never did any breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't work. I just <laughs> sit in there quietly by myself for four hours. Yeah, I thought you were kind of just like organizing the desktop every time, different ways, yeah. alphabetically, yeah. by color. I would do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how's the, how's the week been for you? Uh, fine. Good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything standing out, especially this week, but I don't think there is. It's been nice to, to have some springy days. Yep. I lo- would so much love, if, I would love if we could find a way to like do broadcasts outside without the audio being absolutely oh, atrocious. that would like, be remember fun. Remember when you're, I, don't, I guess this is going to be a podcast where I just reference elementary school. <laughs> remember <laughs> like elementary school? Do you remember elementary school where you would have class outside sometimes if you were a well-behaved class? Yeah, that was good. I've talked about doing meetings like, like staff meetings outside before. Really? There's no reason for us to not do it. I guess. Well, I mean, we don't have like a grassy knoll by the station. No, we have the the uh, the Windsor Street Wedge. Yeah, I know. You got to cross over like three <laughs> lanes of traffic to yeah, get to you'd it. You'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be fine. Once, but it's, it once seems you're there, like, you're good. Seems like an awful lot of hassle. Just saying. That's an our awful, grassy knoll. An awful lot of trouble. You know who's an asshole? Who? Uh, T.J. Miller. Yeah. What a fuckhead. <laughs> Who called? And yeah, he has just been proving that he's kind of. Uh, kind of a dink yeah he is he is and he's like, facing like five years in jail now for calling in a bomb oh threat God. on a train well, he's not gonna get five years in no jail. of course not but it's not a good look so it's my understanding he had some kind of verbal altercation with this woman that's right and so as a way of getting back at her like i guess he thought it would be funny to call in a bomb threat yes on the train that she was on yeah well of course the bomb didn't exist but like yeah, that's like a terrorist charge. Yeah, he's clearly not really uh, seeing things through a clean lens. He has no sense of what is acceptable and okay. And he's so yeah. arrogant on these podcasts that he does where he talks about like uh, clairvoyance and, and <laughs> yeah, all just like bullshit philosophy stuff. Yep. He's so high on himself. I haven't liked him for a long time and I yeah. won't now. I think Silicon Valley is doing okay without him too. Yeah. How is it this year or has it started I, yet? I only watched the first episode last night, but there were... There were definitely LOL parts for me. How much more steam does a show like that have? I think it's got like, I think it should end after this season. Yeah, it won't. But it's not going to. We would know by now. But even with HBO, they're a little bit more careful about managing how how long a show sticks around. Do you think? I think so. Okay, but we we would definitely know by now if this was going to be the last season because it would be yeah. the, the final, the finale season right. of Silicon Valley. I kind of hope next year is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If, we'll if obviously because it can't be this year well and if if hbo continues to put out new material as they seem to be doing like are you still watching barry oh my god yeah that's one that i we keep meaning to watch yeah but we haven't watched the second or third episode yet oh god they're so good i know that's yes. what everyone's saying yeah the second episode is a lot sillier than the first episode yeah i love and that then the third episode is just like you're really in it at this point really it's those chechnians are bonkers really yeah and so there's new Chechnians. Uh, no, no, no. Doesn't he kill all the Chechnians at the beginning? No, not like the guys who like gave him the contract at the beginning. Those were just hired guns. Oh, who oh. he kills in the car. Oh, I thought yeah. they were the same guys. No. Oh, I no. see. Like the guys with the house, the bald guy who has him yeah. over, and he's like, "Kill he's my." He's not dead. No, he's not dead. Oh, okay. He's like a character on the show. Good. I thought they kind of wasted him by killing him at the end. I was surprised by it, so but they didn't kill him at the end. It's very good. I, I got to recommend Barry. I know you will keep up with it, but mm-hmm. yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's on the list. It's I'm, good to have a couple of them banked anyway. There's a lot of stuff right now that I'm we're like every night we're we're just in that zone where it's like, oh yeah, there's a new episode of uh the Americans, and then there's a new episode of Atlanta, and there's a new episode of this and that. Atlanta must be wrapping up. No, we're only like four episodes deep. Because I may well, as well five. wait until that's done before I, I haul through that. We're still working through the second season of A Series of Unfortunate Events. Okay. Because those are two-parters, so I like to sit down and watch two of them at a time, which means like roughly 90 minutes to two hours of TV viewing. Are you liking it? Uh, very much, yeah. Okay. As a purist of the, uh, a fan of the books. I'm I'm really thrilled, but it, it's hard to find the time to get through two episodes at a time. Uh, plus, we went to PEI this weekend. It was this whole thing. Yeah, it was PEI. It was fine. It was a little sleepy. Yeah. It was old Summerside. Old Summerside in but the winter. But it was good. Yep, that's right. Um, and then uh, The Good Place is the other one I still haven't. I've been saying for weeks I oh, yeah. watched the second season of The Good Place. Gotta do it. Oh, and we finished the second season of uh, Last Man on Earth, so we're starting the third season of that. How'd you like that? I liked it a lot. It's very different from the first season, though. Yes. I think... When did we stop watching it? I think it just got to a level where we said, all right. Really? Yeah. It is a little repetitive in that it's just kind of a show about banishment. Like, somebody does something outrageous and they banish yeah. that person. Yeah. Uh, also, he's frustrating, Will Forte, because he's a pathological liar in it. Yeah. Like, and he, he, he In the first season, it made sense why he was telling all these ridiculous lies. Yeah. And he was digging his grave deeper and deeper. Now he just tells lies that don't need to be told. He doesn't have that many redeeming qualities, and people are always kind of against him. Man, I love Kristen Schaal in that show. Yeah, she's funny. She is hysterical. She's really funny. But they had this whole arc with Jason Sudeikis in the second season. Which yep, was that was very, good. Very, very good. Yeah. And sad. It gets sad at times. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, how about the, the Walmart kid? The Walmart yodel kid? <laughs> okay. Like that's been the biggest story of the week. He's like the meme of the week. So it's just this kid in some small town in like what, South Carolina or something? Yeah, I don't even know. Who just goes to the local Walmart because it's their only store. Yes. And he stands at the end of the aisle and he just yodels like Hank Williams. Yep. For hours. Yeah. He does it all the time. I, I He does only... it all the time, and it's just now been caught on video. Like, it wasn't a one-off. Yeah. Hey, this kid's just here. So I only saw it after having seen this kid go on Ellen yesterday, and then oh, I went okay. back and I watched the original video. And, like, Ellen pulled some strings, and he's going to sing at the Grand Ole Opry this Saturday. Oh, wow. And Walmart's going to pay for his college. So, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's, he's actually very charming. He's a funny little boy. Really? Yeah, oh, that's he's, cool. He's got this thick little accent. He's and... not awkward at all. No, he's actually not awkward at all. Oh, that's great. He's yeah. just like a lovable kid. Yeah. I mean, he's like he's like a country boy, and he calls himself that. He's yeah. like, because we are we just like to sit underneath the awning and, and catch a tan with the, with the weed in our mouth. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He just talks weird, but he's a sweet kid, and he's talented. Yeah. That's the other thing is he's good at it. He's really good. And people are loving him. Like, there's no one who has had a negative thing to say about this kid. Nope. And it's been remixed, and you'll see, like... You know, there was a, a video of an entire, like, I don't know, like an entire university party doing the, like, ah, yeah, love that last song. And it was the whole remix. And there's been a few things like that. And then there was another version, another video going around of, like, an, uh, an older guy, like a like 30-year-old, just trying to do the same thing, oh God. but really poorly. And so was he? Was, was it a tribute, or was he just trying to latch onto the yodel? Yeah, thing? he was just kind of just like, like, hey, I'm trying to do this too, <laughs> <laughs> and wearing the exact same thing, just leeching on yodel mania. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's kind of too bad. I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned yodel kid to me yesterday. So yeah, you're, you're really into it. Yodel kid was a highlight of my weekend. It just like it was all over my Instagram page at one point. Like there were several different things that were sent to me. Well, and I sort of feel like the the age of the authentic viral video is starting to go away a little bit. Yeah. Are you finding that like all the viral videos are like Stephen Colbert did a really good monologue, and it's yeah, this, you're right. like huge corporation put millions of dollars behind making this video really high tech, or maybe it's like an episode of. Uh, binging with Babish or Hot Ones or something that's like highly uh, produced and yeah. just happens to live on YouTube. That's everything that's viral now. Or major music videos like Despacito. But like something actually shot on somebody's candid phone and happened to be charming enough because it came from the world yeah. for it to circulate and get a billion views is happening less and less. I feel like it's it's all 10 second gifts that are now becoming popular. Yeah, that's true. Like that's the the biggest source of like that's what yodel kid is not really it's kind of a viral video i guess but it's also just like a 10 second gif that but it's not that, a gif because it's got sound yeah but it's essentially like uh like a 
I feel like memes have evolved into these short videos that just keep repeating themselves. Yes. You know, like it's a 10 second video that just keeps going back. And that's why I call it a GIF. Well, and that's how you generate addiction to this little image and how you get somebody to feel connected to it is if you replay it for them. Right. Because if it just plays through once and then it stops or it cues up the next video. You're not as likely to stay on it. You're not going to make a mental hook for it. Yeah. 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 The amount of videos that I watch like four or five times, like I'm going to watch the repeat. Right. Okay. I'm going to watch that again. Okay. Now I'm thinking of what to do next, but it's still on. So I'm going to watch it again. Well, in Instagram videos loop. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. Thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess it's not necessarily a gif, gif because it's just an automatic looping video. You know what got canceled? Everything sucks on Netflix. No way. Yeah. Aww. Everything does suck. I'm really disappointed. Everything sucks, and they thought that show sucks. It's just weird because Netflix almost always gives a second pity season. Totally. Uh, and we still don't really know how things score. I mean, they pumped it a little bit when it came out, and then it quickly fell off. Like, they aren't driving it down people's throats anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if the algorithm is just saying, look, nobody's watching this, so let's just like back off and not spend any more money. But I guess if you try and copy what Freaks and Geeks is, part of the price is you only get one season. That's fair, I, I guess. It's hard to, hard to emulate perfection. It's still a really sweet little contained show. Yeah. I still would recommend watching Everything maybe, Sucks. Maybe someone else will pick it up. Like, is that... Do you think like it'll be optioned for Hulu or something? Well, that hasn't happened yet, only because Netflix has canceled so few shows and very right. few good ones. Right. I mean, I think the closest example to a show that people were disappointed to see canceled at Netflix was Sense8. And there was a little bit of a, I mean, I think there was one of those Fakakta petitions. People tried to get right. somebody to save it, if not Netflix, somebody else. And it didn't happen. Um but there was a cult following to Sensate, and I'm not even sure there was a cult following to Everything Sucks. I think yeah. like 12 of us watched it. <laughs> it was me. It was you. Yeah. It was Becky. It was yeah. Jen. Right. That's four of the 12. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find the other eight. That's the. I think we have to spearhead this petition. <laughs> it's got to be one of us. <laughs> um, uh, cans? Con? Con Film Festival? I'm glad you brought this up because I saw a link for it. Yeah. And I thought that is going to be a whole ordeal. And I yes. didn't click it. It is. I know. I honestly <laughs> almost just looked at the headline and then I read about what it actually is. So Basically, Netflix is pulling out of Con. It's, it's, well, no, it's Can. Can or Con is banning any film without a French release date. Right. And as a result, Netflix is pulling out. Well, they don't have a choice. I mean, they're, all, they're already. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I mean, like, think about it. They're they're not going to put a Netflix movie in a theater. That's no. That's the ultimate ultimatum. They're already at war with streaming services. And yeah. Steven Spielberg came out a couple of weeks ago, and he said Netflix is a TV movie. It should not be considered for major awards. It should Ooh. not be on display at major festivals. Shots. And I know he's like the godfather of modern blockbuster cinema, but mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, shouldn't the best movies? In whatever medium they are delivered, yeah, get the best awards and show on the best screens. Yeah, and I think I think they'll get there. I think it's a bigger. The thing is right now that Netflix isn't buying amazing movies. Amazing movies are still trying to go the traditional route. Yeah. So until an amazing movie says no, we want to be launched on Netflix first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it's going to be if it has to be like a. It's obviously not going to be like a Pixar movie because there's a Disney thing right. or a Star Wars movie, but I don't know. Quentin Tarantino says, I'm putting my next movie out. Well, I don't think Netflix. it has to be a major franchise or a major existing brand. It just has to be a good movie. And you're right. There haven't been a lot of good original Netflix movies thus far. I think I recommended to you uh, one called The Fundamentals of Caring a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Becky and I watched a really funny little uh, romantic comedy called, I think it's called The Night We Met. Okay. And it's a time travel comedy with Adam Devine. Oh, yeah, yeah, We had a blast watching this. It was movie. really fun, eh? Really, well, it's like it's not amazing, but it's really fun to watch. Yeah. It's incredibly palatable. We watched Game Over, man. Oh, yeah? It was it was funny. Good. It was like Die Hard with the guys from, from, uh, uh, from Workaholics, Workaholics. And as so, burnouts. And so the fact that it's on Netflix is not the reason it's not good. They just happen to mostly not be that good yet. And right. there's some really talented... NYU film grad out mm. there who is dying to get his movie on Netflix. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if the if the workaholics guys were able to release that via 
theatrical they release, they, would they 100% would have. Yeah, that's true. So I just think that barrier needs to be kind of mauled down first. But that's commerce. That's just them wanting totally. to make as much money as possible. Absolutely. Uh, rather than having people just invite their friends over and I'll watch it for the right. price of one so, month of a Netflix account. So maybe theatrical releases kind of need to implode before that <laughs> happens, which I don't think it will. Yeah, maybe. Because like, obviously people are still breaking box office records. Yeah, that's true. You know, I was thinking today, this would obviously be a terrible idea, but just indulge me. Mm-hmm. The Social Network 2. Oh. We just have to get Aaron Sorkin and David Fincher and Jesse Eisenberg to come back. Nobody else is necessary. Just for the trial portion. Just Well, it's just a courtroom drama, right? The first Social yeah. Network was. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one ended with Zuckerberg's bittersweet victory. Right. And this one's going to end with his bittersweet victory, too. Right. He's going to come out looking bad. He's going to come out looking like an asshole. Yep. But he's going to be fine. Totally. Which is exactly what happened in the first movie. I think that was the highlight of uh, Saturday Night Live this week. Yeah, it was funny. It was so funny. Well, and it's interesting because Andy Samberg used to do Mark Zuckerberg. Yep. And this is a totally different version of the character. Totally different way. Every time he said homie was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Said homie and did his laugh. Yes. It was yes. like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Well, what's that guy's name again? He's uh, so good on it. It That is, uh, Jesus. Is, is that Mikey Day? No. I get them so confused. Yeah, Mike Alex Moffat is it? Alex Moffat. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. so funny. Very funny. The two of them together are kind of partners. Yeah. I think kind of just because they came in at the same time. Overall, did you like SNL this week? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it was, again, it was kind of just a straight down the middle SNL episode. I agree. Not a whole lot. I, I thought the ADB, Cardi B thing was pretty funny. I thought it was kind of funny because I generally think she's funny, but yeah. I feel like we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. We've seen like sweet little 80 be like being a thug. crazy. Yeah. I think that's been done. I thought update was really good this week. Yep. You know, they had good characters in there. Do we expect a lot from John Mulaney's episode this week? Like, are they going to, I'm expecting a ton. Yeah. There's like a, like... and I think a lot of the people that he wrote for a lot of the other older cast members will come back for it. Yeah. He's definitely got friends on the in crowd. I think Bill Hader will be back. Well, and, like, we, we can guarantee he's going to have a good monologue because he's yeah. just going to do stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. right? And those are always good. And he'd be stressed about it. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Fallon asked him the other day, are you nervous? And he goes, I've been nervous for 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Which makes sense. Kind of totally. fits the bill. Totally. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, just quick aside, hosting uh, HQ tonight for $300,000. That's I great. Thought, I just thought that was funny. He announced uh, Jumanji 2 today. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Which is not surprising because as of uh, this weekend, Jumanji passed Spider-Man and is now wow. officially the highest grossing Sony movie in the domestic box office. What? Of all time. I had no idea it was that successful. It's huge. It was a fun watch. Yeah. It was a huge deal. It was like a great family movie. Yeah. It's an action comedy. And like dads love that The Rock is in it. Yeah. I got to say, I don't have a whole lot of hope for a sequel. No. It d- just didn't have the... The, the legs for a It doesn't sequel. need to have a good sequel, sense. though. It doesn't... It's, no, I know. It's not essential. It, they could just be like, what if we went back in? Whoa! That's what I picture happening. <laughs> Adam Sandler's coming back to stand-up comedy. He's yeah. putting out a special. You know who's directing it? That's why I'm bringing it up. It's insane. He did direct it. Yes, it's already done. Paul Thomas Anderson. PTA. Who, of course, is buddies with Adam Sandler. They did Punch Drunk Love. Yep. And- Anything else? Did they do anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I have heard PTA talk on podcasts about how they're buddies. He just likes Adam Sandler. He likes Adam Sandler a lot. And it's just very interesting. Like, how much work did he put into the cinematography? Because that's the thing about Paul Thomas Anderson. He's also a cinematographer. Like, he held the camera for Phantom Thread. Oh, really? Which is very unusual for, like, a mainstream, like, high-profile director. Um, And so I don't know if we're going to be able to see him in the direction of this stand-up special. I, I'm I'm super interested to know what the stand-up special is like because yeah. does he even have any other stand-up specials on Netflix? I mean, his other stand-up specials, like for all intents and purposes, they're they're albums. Yeah, I don't think he's done a stand-up special in like decades. No, his stand-up. I don't know if he's done a stand-up special at all. I think it's all just albums with bits. So yeah, you'd probably. have a song, then you'd have a bit, and then you'd have well, a song. he became but... such a huge movie star post-SNL, he didn't have to keep touring the country. And so I don't think he... I think he's kind of like Judd Apatow, except for that he was funnier than Judd Apatow in the, mm-hmm. in the 90s or whatever. But uh, I, don't, I think he stepped away from the stage for a long time. I'm calling from the three-point line that his stand-up special absolutely kills. 
I think it's gonna be good. I think people, it's gonna be good. And people I think are gonna be like, "Oh my god, this was insane!" I mean, he could have amazing writers for it and stuff. I guess he could for his movies too. But. Well, and the thing about Adam Sandler, however bad a lot of his movies are, he is impossible not to like. Yeah, he's incredibly likable, and so yeah. you see him get up on the stage, and you're rooting for him, mm-hmm. and that helps. Totally, you want to laugh for him. Yeah. Sometimes they pick these unusual, unlikely people to direct their specials. Did you see Tambourine? Yes. Do you know who directed that? I. Uh, I remember. I, who was it? Bo Burnham. Right. Which is yes. a crazy get for Bo to yeah. direct Chris Rock's comeback yeah. stand-up special. Yep. He must have saw Bo Burnham's special because Bo Burnham, I think, directed his own. Yeah, probably. And he's quite yeah. the artiste. And yeah. now he's made this movie. Which what I movie? Don't, it's called Eighth Grade. We talked about it a while ago. Oh, now. right. Yeah. Uh, and it's like a little indie and it's doing well at the festivals. Cool. So I don't know if it's going to come our have way. Have you seen eventually. a trailer for it? Saw a trailer for it, yeah. Seems funny. Yeah, I mean, it looks like your your really charming uh, high school coming of age movie. Cool. Which I mean, I'm all over. Yeah, absolutely. I always am. We'll see it. Tignataro. <laughs> that was my next point. Okay, go for it. No, no. I'm I mean, not saying that you were stealing it from me. I mean, of all the shows you'd expect her to join, <laughs> not Star Trek. Not Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. What uh, did you see? Any of the? I, I was on a Reddit thread where it was uh, it was exploring like. Uh, please lift the shields. <laughs> and it was just her responding like, uh, I've never actually dropped the shields. <laughs> you can see like there was a string of people making comments like that. Well, about it, what she might be like on Star Trek. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I think a lot of us really respect Tig and she's a good writer. Is she just doing this because it's shocking? Is she just doing this because people wouldn't expect it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that her career is necessarily like she doesn't need to work no, anymore. No, it's not. So she does need to work. So it's like I was offered something on Star Trek or she thought it was interesting enough to take and maybe But there's it's a, a narrative avenue. around her that like unless it's just good for Star Trek ratings too to like kind of bring in a new audience. Sure. But like there are lots of just everyday actors, some of which we recognize, some of which we don't, mm-hmm. who they could cast for this, I'm sure whatever role. Yeah. They must have deliberately chosen very famous stand-up comedian Tignataro. Yeah, I mean, I, who knows? Because there's a, a number of famous stand-up comedians that could stand next to her, and you'd be like, oh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, trying to think of people in her kind of level, like Hannibal Burris, Eric Andre, um, uh, I don't know, not Bo Burnham, I guess. He's a little too famous. No, but uh, Hannibal Burris is a good example in that mm-hmm. any movie he's done before or acting role, he's really just playing Hannibal Burris. Yeah, Ger- same- Gerard Carmichael. There's another one. Yeah, but I could see him acting. I can yeah. picture him acting more easily than I can Tig, Tig okay, or, or Hannibal, who are always kind of that straight-faced, dry person. Right. And so, I mean, maybe maybe Tig Notaro wrote a screenplay. Maybe she wrote a dramatic movie mm-hmm. that she's really excited about, and she thinks she wants to star in it, but she wants to try uh, dramatic acting in some other avenue just to make sure she knows what she's doing. So she went out for a bunch of dramatic parts, and she got one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what's happening. Could be. She didn't lock up like uh, like the next bad guy on The Walking Dead, so she resolved to Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, maybe she was going after that. Yeah. Uh, this Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. Yeah. So a little while back, uh, Amazon, uh, they fought for the rights to Tolkien uh, screen shit. They're going to do a Lord of the Rings TV show. Not clear if it's just going to be a rehash of the main stories that we've already seen on film. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's probably not. I think we're going to just explore the universe, which actually I'm psyched about. Mm-hmm. Uh, two big pieces of news in that department. They got a billion dollar budget for their first season. That's incredible. A billion? <laughs> a billion dollars. Oh my God. With a B. A B. Wow. And Peter Jackson might produce it. I, I heard that. Which I wouldn't actually, be surprised at this point if he did. You would be surprised? No, I wouldn't be. A billion dollars? Yeah, but he's not going to get that money. <laughs> no, but I mean, come on. They pay him well. And it would also lend a, a huge amount of credibility to the show. Yes. Yeah. Like it would really bring in a lot of the doubtful people. Yeah. And I think Peter Jackson's like, eh, you know what? My my moment was kind of with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Maybe really I'll was. stick around that that whole area I for a while. what kind of money that guy has. I'm sure he's probably got more than you and I combined. No. That was a joke that I made last week. <laughs> I mean, he did very well, and he's got himself a handful of Academy Awards, and 
he's made like five or six movies and all of them have been enormous blockbuster sensations yep. so i guess in like a way he's like uh james cameron mm-hmm. in that in that sense although james cameron probably has more money than peter jackson yeah i would he, do you think he has the potential to be like a, a george lucas although he didn't write the whole story he's kind That's of just difference. sticking in one in one certain yeah i kind of think wheelhouse. like like he's more like a jj abrams I mean, I don't know what what Peter Jackson is capable of creating from white paper. I don't know. But he's an incredible visual visionary. Right. He's such an artist as a filmmaker. Yeah. Um, I would trust uh, Peter Jackson to make a movie about absolutely anything. Sure. Just because of what we've seen him do. He hasn't had any bad movies. But at the same time, I don't remember many other movies that he's done. What about that Kong movie? King Kong with Jack Black and Adrian Brody? Yeah, I didn't see it. I don't know that it was good. No. I didn't see it either. I think it was. I think it was maybe a blockbuster for a couple weeks. Did you hear who the subject of the next Comedy Central roast is going to be? No. Bruce Willis. Huh. I'm kind of bummed. Yeah. Not. Who did you want? I don't know. Just the last couple of years, they've done a pretty good job of getting people who are. If you don't genuinely like them firsthand, you know it's still going to be entertaining to watch. Right. Like I don't remember who did the last one? You know who would be really good? Chris Jenner. Chris Jenner. Yeah. That's a good example of somebody I don't give two shits about, but definitely want to watch an hour of people saying the truth about her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She not necessarily a good person has no. kind of accusations against her for various things. She's Might a, not she's be a, a pimp a of good, her own children. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Someone like that I'd like to see, but there's not that many examples with Bruce Willis, except maybe his like singing. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think he's just kind of an asshole, and like he's a one-note actor. He doesn't really do a whole lot anymore. Like uh, Kevin Smith told a pretty iconic story about how uh, it's kind of his essential "never meet your heroes" because like we know right. Kevin Smith loves action movies. So yeah, when he directed was it Ride Along or like one of those? It was the one with is that the name of the movie with Tracy Morgan? That was Ride Along. Yeah, he directed that. Yeah, Kevin Spacey, and he said it was like horrifically disappointing. Yeah. But I can hellish. see that. Like, he just seems like he'd be disappointing. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a... Seems like the ultimate action star. Was Has been. Yeah. He's a has-been. Yeah. Did you see... Has-been. Jay-Z on David Letterman? No. How could you not have watched this yet? I haven't, I haven't watched that many lately. I, I think the well, last one I saw was... There's only three or four of them. I think the last one I saw was George Clooney. Okay, so you've seen two out of four of them. Right. But you love Jay-Z. So it's Malala and then Jay-Z? Yeah. I didn't even know Jay-Z was on it. Yes. This is the first I'm hearing about it. Came out on Friday. Oh. It's so good. I gotta watch it. It's He's, like, very cool, man. He is, like... <laughs> you don't say. And I'm not, like, trying to, like, break news here. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. out loud. Jay-Z is super, and he's classy, and he's, like... Yeah. And and Dave really loves him. Oh, he's sat down with, like, Warren Buffett before and been interviewed about money, and they've they're, like going back and forth on their thoughts. I mean, the last Jay-Z album was very adult. Like 444, is that the yeah, one? Yeah. There's there's one line in it and he's like, "Do you want to know how Jewish people got so much property in America? Credit." <laughs> and then he talks about like him like gaining good credit and then like also owning property and yeah. Yeah, investing in apartments. Well, he's obviously smart, and he is a natural businessman. Yeah. Um, and so no, Dave, he's a businessman. Yes, that's, that's right. Um, Dave, uh, of course, starts where you start, which is the selling crack. Mm-hmm. And he blows Dave's mind when, when Dave says, how much money were you bringing home? And he's like, not that much at the beginning, like a couple thousand dollars a day. And Dave was like, what? Like, <laughs> like you were netting it? Well, that's like, yeah, that's not a lot of money. Right. And did your mother know about it? Yeah, she knew, but we didn't talk about it. It's right. just kind of this like harrowing story. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy with Jay-Z. I would, uh, are you just pulling these out or are these things I should be aware of? No, that's not something you should be aware of. Crazy with Jay-Z. You see the solo trailer? No. It's very good. Oh, just the, like, I saw the quick one. No, no, there's a new one out two days ago. No. Yeah. Good? It's very good. We do a whole breakdown on Recorder 66. We talk about it in depth. <laughs> you want to go check that out? Cross plug. Um, it's, it's good. It actually has instilled me with a lot of confidence. Woody Harrelson seem okay in it? He seems cool. Someone uh, made a point on my Facebook today that I didn't think about, that he might be playing a very similar role as what he was playing in Hunger Games. Yeah, as, I can see that. You know? I, I don't think he's like 
like drunk and right and, uh, a kind of a loser and depressed necessarily right but he is kind you, of the secretive uh, you, you remembered that story very quickly because i couldn't quite put my fa- i remember that he was a leader in it but i couldn't hunger quite games? remember what his traits were i read the first hunger games book right i read the book and i loved it i read it in like two days mm-hmm. and then i finished it and somebody asked me, are you going to go read the next one? And I was like, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> That's how I remember it. I was like, that was really fun. And I'm done, I think. Yeah. And then I saw the movie and it was just, uh, it was like a six. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I think if you didn't read the book, it was better. I think so. And I saw the second I was, movie. I was really surprised. I saw the second movie and quite liked it. Okay. But I never saw the third or fourth movie. Yeah, so I didn't see this, the fourth movie. There's I saw this the weird rest thing with Hunger Games where I really like, I, I go until I like it and then yep. I quit. And then you give up. Yeah. That's fair. Watch what you like. I think he is probably going to be a similar kind of archetype. I mm-hmm. mean, it's interesting to speculate on who's going to survive this solo movie because we know who's not around come uh, a New Hope era. Right. Right? Uh, but, I mean, Donald is looking great as Lando. Yeah. How do you think he'll be? What do you think his vibe was on the set? What do you think his vibe was after the fact? Is he going to be talking about this? I saw him get interviewed about that on the Star Wars YouTube channel today. Uh, he talked about how you have to be careful because you can very easily trick yourself into thinking it's a good idea to just do an impersonation mm-hmm. of the actor you, who previously portrayed this iconic character, right. whether it's Billy D. Williams or Harrison Ford. Um, and it's much better if you can kind of locate some essence of that character. right? Because helpfully, this is taking place some uh, undisclosed amount of time before the characters we already know. Right. So they might look a little different. They might sound a little different. And more importantly, they might have slightly different feelings and attitudes. Yeah. So it's okay. Play the character that's on the page and do your best to evoke the spirit of those icons. Mm -hmm. I really added a lot to what Donald said. Sure. (laughs) Well, I want to know, like, all in all, is Donald like, I had a fun time like making that movie, or is he like, never again would I no, do a Star Wars I mean, movie. first of all, he wouldn't be allowed to say that. Sure. Um, and he's not dumb. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I heard him say a little while back, I think he told, he told uh, Stephen Colbert, he joked that he got three great directors for the price of one. Ah, yeah. So I think he kind of, I think that's a way of him saying like, Get yeah, it was a humor. little all over the map at times, but it was a good, interesting experience. Yeah, we finished it. Yeah. His Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta was insane. I don't know what Teddy Perkins is. Should I? No. Okay, it's just, it show. was the title of the episode and he essentially played an old white man. Oh. And like a, a mansion and Darius was coming to, to pick something up from him. And anyway, that's as much as I'll say about the story, but I can't it was wait. insane. I can't wait. It was absolutely insane. Uh, have you heard about the Rob Ford movie? You have. Yes. Yeah. Damien Lewis. So it's called run this town. And it's it's gonna it's gonna have Damian Lewis from Homeland and Band of Brothers as the embattled ex Toronto mayor, the yeah. late Rob Ford. Isn't it weird how much of a media shitstorm Rob Ford was in 2013, 2014? Yeah. For like I don't know, six months that might be pushing it, but for like a period of time, Rob Ford was the biggest story in the world. Yeah. And I mean that he died in 2016 might have kind of like taken away some of the humor in it, if you mm-hmm. want to call it humor. And also that Donald Trump kind of overshadowed any scandal that existed. Like it was just the softest little precursor to what Donald Trump was to become. Yep. Um, but I often forget like what a big thing Rob Ford was. Definitely. Huge. And so they're going to make this movie about uh, the reporters who kind of first uncovered the major scandals of 2013, 2014. Uh, Ben Platt from from Broadway and Pitch Perfect, he's going to play the reporter, although that's a little controversial because I guess in real life the reporter was a woman. Oh, I see. Yeah. And Rob Ford, a lot thicker. Yeah, he was different from Damian Lewis. <laughs> Way different. He was different. What a weird... Like, they just jumped at the first actor that was interested in that, I think. I mean, think. it's a good actor. It's not like no they question. were like, we wrote this for Damian Lewis. <laughs> There's no way. No, but I'm sick of people being like, oh, it's too bad Chris Farley's dead. Like, uh, it's, okay. it's exactly the same idea as Sasha Baron Cohen should be playing Freddie Mercury. Right. Like, just because this person has a gut or blonde hair or a mustache or whatever... Doesn't make does not mean like Damian Lewis is an excellent actor, and we just saw uh, what's his name play Winston Churchill. Gary Oldman, yeah, nothing like him. That's right. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really know if this is a movie to be taken seriously. It might just be like a movie of the week. Yeah, Uh, it's a made-for-TV movie. Maybe it is. Damian Lewis. I don't know. He's not like George Clooney. He's like Emmy-winning. 
Yeah, that's true. You know, he's and I think he's got a couple Emmys. Does he? Probably one for Homeland and probably one for Band of Brothers. Okay. I couldn't imagine him not having one for either of those shows. I think he does have one for for Homeland. And he could have been nominated for Billions. Yeah, I don't think he was. Nah, I don't for think Billions. So anyway, he's definitely a good actor. Uh, there's something drawing him to the role. It's going to be very interesting. I don't know. I kind of have an ethical thing about it. It doesn't feel like a thing that needs to be made. Another thing. Another example of someone making a movie about someone else dying that you think is being a little yeah, bit am too Yeah, am I leaning glorified. on that too much? No, I think it's uh, if that's your your point, you're sticking to it. I'm just having that feeling a lot more than I used to. Yeah. Well, it, well people are glorifying and trying to take advantage of Well, it's like not that so much time. that I I think that the storyline is taking advantage of uh the tragedy that was his death, if mm-hmm. I can use that lofty word. I don't think that's a problem cuz like he negatively influenced Canadian culture right. for a time, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and that's an okay story to tell. Yeah, he asked to be in public office, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There's just something very tawdry about the story that, like, I'm not sure it's an interesting story. I think it's just like, oh my god, a mayor of a major city smoked crack. Let's yeah, make a two-hour movie. Out how, of it. That's that's kind of my stance on it, is how do we make this interesting? Yeah, how do you make it into like an Ides of March cesarean political thriller? Like, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it'll be amazing. Maybe it'll be amazing. I don't really know. The only other thing I have is that uh, Mitzi Shore died today. Yes, I had that too. I was going to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, obviously a legend. Polly Shore's mom. That's she's what not she's a legend for being Polly Shore's most mom. Most famous for. She invented the Raising comedy store. Raising the weasel. She invented the, like, the, in many ways, the art form of American stand-up comedy. She ushered so many great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Uh, what was that stand-up show on Showtime? I'm dying up here. I'm dying up here. There's someone who's like clearly supposed to be playing Mitzi in that. Yeah, I don't think the character's name is Mitzi. No. But it's the... It's like Posse or something. <laughs> That's right. Hey, did you watch uh, the Seth Rogen hilarity no, for No, I didn't. I never ended up finding time to watch it. But no, that's okay. I saw Michael Chase said it, and I thought that was really, Well, and really I was going to recommend just uh, flip through and only watch the stand-up. Okay. Because there's all these other little bits that are... On, although there's a... Is it Justin Roiland? Is that his name? The Rick and Morty guy? Yeah. He does a quick little animated short, which is perverse. Really? To put it very lightly. And funny? Funny enough to watch? I didn't find it funny. Oh. But, I mean, you might find it but funny. But it seems like you're suggesting me to watch that. Yeah, I mean, you should watch it because you love Rick and Morty. Okay. I, it was it was a little much for me, but, like, <laughs> the stand-up is really good. I mean, you got John Mulaney in there. Oh, okay. And Tiffany good. Haddish does a little bit of stand-up. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how good she is as I, a stand-up. I think she's got a special coming out, though. Well, she's got a whole lot going on. Right yeah, now. yeah, she is, right. she is really crushing it in many ways, and we'll get to that a little more in a second. I mm-hmm. actually thought the low point was Sarah Silverman, who's one of my favorite stand-up comedians. Really? Yeah, I didn't think it was that good. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, and uh, somebody else Maybe was in she's there. Too comfortable doing stand-up. Oh, uh, Michelle Wolf from The Daily Show. She's okay. Yeah, yeah. But there's a couple couple heavy hitters in there. It's a good show. Yeah. It's it's like an easy hour of TV to watch, but it's very very R-rated. Yeah, very much good. That's what I want to say. You want to talk about shows? Sure. I think it's your turn to pick which show you'd like to cover first. I think it is, because you picked last week and I was relieved. I guess that would mean it's your turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to do The Last OG. Uh, of course. For yeah. obvious reasons. Oh, my God. What <laughs> am I going to do? <laughs> All right. You recap that uh, that pilot episode of The Last OG, which just premiered last night, in three, two, one, go. Okay, so Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish are sitting on the couch watching the last episode of uh, American Idol, and they... Uh, he gets called out for like a drug dealing trade-off, ends up getting arrested, goes to jail for 15 years, comes back to Brooklyn and wants to like mentor young people in the same position as him, realizes that the town has been gentrified. His wife has a white boyfriend. He goes to like confront her and also is in a halfway house, but goes to confront her and fuck, I'm looking at the time and it's throwing me off. Oh. Pretty good. I don't really know what else you would have added in there. there he's was, got, like, a, he's whole- got a, a set of twins. He has biological children now, yes. although those they're being raised by Tiffany Haddish and her uh, white Gall. kind of yuppie uh, boyfriend guy. Yeah. And she's like a fancy social... Uh, she's working for a charity. Yeah, yeah, like she's like a very successful uh, 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 kind of society woman, I yeah. guess. And she might run for office. And she's like really come a long way since mm-hmm. the dirty days of living above totally. the laundromat. And... He's basically the same person, but without the ideal drugs aspect of his life. 
that's right. That's fair. Uh, and, and I guess that's the charm is that he just can't understand what happened to Brooklyn. Yeah. But he does have like a thread of goodness in him. Totally. What did you think of this show? I thought it was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. I was very pleasantly surprised by this yeah. show. When he when he shows back up and like you kind of know that he's going to go back to Brooklyn and it's going to be like, you know, obviously gentrified. And then he goes up to those two young kind of like thuggy looking guys and he's like you guys slinging drugs right now yeah and yeah. then uh actually we're going to get brunch what's up bitches <laughs> like i know i didn't see that coming at all that, that was a great line one thing i i think was obvious is that like i was expecting a totally different kind of comedy yeah like especially with tracy morgan mm-hmm. who's played like tracy jordan and other versions of that right and then tiffany haddish who i'm not super familiar with although she's coming up as like this very loud very boisterous mm-hmm. person she's like very demure in this show she's quite yeah. tempered uh and even tracy is like there is a real uh heart to the character yeah and it's very set in the real world even right. like more so than 30 rock which is so absurdist and cartoon with real people yeah this is like it's pretty feels pretty real. Yeah, I love the I love the line at the beginning when he's just about to get out of jail and he says, "I'm one of the most humble people. I I'm still <laughs> one of the most humble people ever and I think I'm the greatest chef to ever exist in a prison." That's something. right. Yeah. And it cuts to his cellmate asking for his recipe for prison pad thai. Yeah. Which he says only use one packet of peanut butter. <laughs> packet of peanut butter. <laughs> and then uh He's like, you know, I've become a wiser, more mature man. And you know it's setting up for something, but when the guard says, hey, are you ready to leave? And he's like, as ready as your mother was last night. <laughs> You're like, ah, that's perfect. Well, Trace that's the Morgan. thing is it's still it's still Tracy Morgan. Yeah. But it feels more like a performance and less like him just being insane. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was pleased about that. Yeah, you're right. I think. I think they really embellished Tracy Morgan's personality in uh, 30 Rock. Yeah, probably. Where, where it was like, all of a sudden, like, my granddaddy was George Washington and my mom was Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's kind of always been his his main his main go-to joke. Is yeah. James Brown's my biological father. Right, the yeah. biological father thing. Co-created by Jordan Peele and Yorma Tacone and somebody else really? I've never heard of. Yeah. Wow. I know. I did not know this. Jordan Peele wrote the pilot. Really? And he's an Academy Award screenwriter. Did it take a while to get this show? Like, does he continue writing the whole show? I mean, I think he's just a producer at this point. Okay. So his name is on it. Right. Um, but yeah, it was first announced in 2016. So it was in the works a little bit before that. I'm okay. not sure how that plays into Tracy's accident, but that was also pre-2016. Right. I have to imagine it was written for Tracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I think he, he kind of wrote it. He doesn't have a writing credit on the Doesn't pilot. have any writing credit. No. Huh, but okay. he might be a producer of it. Right. And it's not a created by. No. Okay. No. And there's another guy whose name escapes me right now who actually gets like first credit in all the creator slots. Okay. Um, but uh, it seems like Tracy's show. It's his vehicle. Yeah. And it's clearly going to have an arc. Yes. You know? Yeah. No, it's not just antics. No. It's kind of saying something about America. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually very cool. And actually, I saw some commentary after the fact, like on the stream that I had. It was like, stick around for extra commentary about the show. I saw that too. And Oh, nice. Yeah. And he kind of addresses it. He's like, you know, in a lot of ways, Brooklyn is better. And a lot, a lot of ways, I find it worse because people were displaced. But like, now my grandmother can walk down the street. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, it's not really a, a thing I can relate to, but I can mm-hmm. appreciate that it's it's funny and it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the the through line of Kelly Clarkson reappearing throughout yes. the show. Yeah. Like that she's like they're debating over whether or not she is she or Justin it's is gonna win a It's Such a Idol. big part of the first act of the show. It's a, well then it comes back when the guy's driving by and he's playing since you've been gone. Yeah. Which has another level of significance because he has been away in prison for fifteen years. Well, and I think that was like part of part of the whole uh I think it was supposed to be once Tiffany Haddish took him back. Yes. He was supposed to be out there playing since you've been gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. But how do, how do you not expect that to happen when you go to jail for 15 years and your girlfriend at the time does not visit you once? She never visited you when you haven't seen her in 15 years and he thought he was just going like, to go walk, walk back, back into her in. arms. Yeah. <laughs> how, does, uh, was this the right move for Tiffany Haddish to do this show? Because I think the show is good. I think it, it must have been filmed before she... Kind of hit her, yeah, hit her ascent. Maybe. I mean, she could still get out, though. Because Girls Trip just happened when, like, four months ago? 
Oh, it was a little more than that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe this summer. Yeah. But I feel like that, yeah, that might have been happening. Maybe all this stuff was kind of happening at the same time. She had a bit of a come up. I don't know that she would do a second season. Right. Unless she's locked into it. I mean, I don't know. The other argument is like uh, Steve Carell stayed on The Office for long after he became a movie star. That's true. So sometimes it's okay to stay where you're safe and then spend the summers Mm -hmm. uh, making these big movies. And she's going to do that anyway. It's good to have your face out there as much as possible. Just a quick aside because you brought up The Office. Did you see the Rolling Stone article about the written oral history of... um the dinner party episode of the office. So I know the dinner party episode uh, aired 10 years ago this week. And so I've seen some uh, thumbnails with stills from the dinner party episode, which by the way is I think the most awkward cringe worthy episode of television in history. Yeah, I think it is. And I didn't, I don't know if I've even seen it yet because I was in and out of the office, like through the whole thing. I want to go back and recap it. It's profound. Yeah. It is profoundly cringy, Matt. I was watching, I was watching the gag reel from it. And it's shocking. They they were saying about how hard they were laughing when he tries to pull the mini TV off the wall. That part is really funny. And I've seen that clip before, but I have to imagine even if you don't watch the office, I mean, that's another issue you should remedy, but like, yeah, Watch the dinner party episode of The yeah. Office. It is profoundly cringeworthy. Yeah. I mean, it was the 10th anniversary. So what did they say in The Rolling Stone? I think it was all just kind of about how they found, like, it was It was kind of just describing the whole, like, aesthetic of doing this, doing this episode that was kind of outside of the, of the office. They wanted to do kind of like a showing how weird Michael and Jan's relationship was and yeah. almost like a who's afraid of Virginia Wolf kind of thing. Okay. And then the, how funny they all found like every scene, everything yeah. was super funny in it and yeah. so weird. Well, and it's weirdly relatable because everybody's been to a dinner party that they instantly wish they weren't at. Yeah. Everybody's been, got, had to go to something that they were felt uncomfortable about and their worst nightmare happened. Yeah. But it's never this bad. Right. And they were all like, it's not everyone in the office. So it was kind of like a confined thing that they, these certain actors got to do. And it was like a really fun time for them. It's a very specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me, I'm going to have to watch that episode. I might watch it tonight. Please do. It's still on the on Netflix, isn't it? Oh, yeah. All right, perfect. Yeah, yeah. and speaking of John Krasinski, he's just been crushing it with this movie, A Quiet Place. Yes, my God. It beat Ready Player One this weekend. Yeah. Was that the first week? It is the second week of Ready Player One. Second week of Ready Player One, but still. That, it, it's insane. It's, it's, it's one of those, every five years we get a horror movie that's actually supposed to be good. Like, it might have happened with The Grudge, um, which was like 10, 10 or 11 or 12 so long ago. ago yeah um, I'm just trying to think of more recent ones like the purge yeah at a moment I mean I mean I know um, that this is soft and I have very few to refer to but get out was a very big deal get yeah get out was considered yeah. a horror movie which I mean it's you're right it's a thriller but it's yeah. also a horror movie yeah like there's like lobotomies and stuff in that sure. movie. Uh, and there's jump scares. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing about uh, a quiet place like I've been reading up because I love when something does like well in an unprecedented way i just can't stand scary stuff right unless it's so good that i can come above that right and it seems to me that it's it's minimal gore which is good to know okay that's good it's like it's it's terrifying but it seems very haunting it's yeah it's dreadful (laughs) yeah um so that's concerning but i don't know i want to support yeah i know i feel like i was able to get around uh uh, finally watching 28 Days Later because I just knew, like, okay, well, I- I'm mature enough to know the improbability of this. But Did you watch that recently, 28 yes, Days Later? Yes, within, yeah. within the last five weeks. Right, because we talked about how you hadn't seen that movie. Yes, yeah, because yeah. we were talking about Danny Boyle. Anyways, yeah, watched both of them. Okay. One 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later. What days, was, sorry. What was okay. the other movie you said you were going to watch? I said I was going to watch The Shining. I haven't watched it yet. Right, right. But it's going to happen. Hmm. The next free four hours that i get i'm going to watch the shot that's how i feel about the godfather part two give me a break yeah okay sorry there was some godfather references there were some very specific godfather references and i got them and you got them i was gonna say how happy were you that you got the (laughs) who's better michael or uh or fredo Fredo. i love turning to becky and saying that's the godfather but they don't say michael or fredo they say michael or Vito. Vito. yeah yeah. And then there's this whole other And Vito's Marlon Brando, right? Yes. This yeah. whole other thing about, about Fredo. Yeah. What, did Cedric the Entertainer lend any credibility to the show? No. No? I don't well I, I mean, actually thought he did. 
I, th- I think he was good in it. Yeah. But I just don't think that on a level of Cedric the Entertainer, I don't think he can really lend that much credibility. Yeah, that's fair. But but he was funny in it. My favorite line he said was, this is not a sexist comment at all, but all women are petty as fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. Not sexist at all. I think that's all I have uh, to... I, I like how uh, Tracy Morgan talks to himself so much throughout the show. Yes. Like when he's like kind of semi-stalking... Uh, Tiffany Haddish when he's gotten out of prison he's just like oh she pulled the George Jefferson and moved on up <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's just like talking oh oh she's got a roommate I actually I laughed out loud when he is hiding <laughs> hiding behind a car <laughs> and yet is so angry that he like moves away from that to kick a garbage can over yeah. in anger and then moves back behind the car do you have the show your ass yeah I do too yeah I, I kind of want to see where it goes the last OG definitely check it out it the is surprisingly OG. funny yeah and I mean you got Tiffany Haddish. You got Tracy Morgan. You got Cedric the Entertainer. You got Ryan Gall, who's actually a hilarious stand-up comedian. He's always or a hilarious like improv comedian. Who is he? He was the husband. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's really funny. He was. He's always on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. He's kind of your typical aggressive, pretty boy, fuck boy kind of character. Yeah, I think. May, although I think he's like mainly like hipster would back down in any sort of altercation probably but is just kind of trying to do right by his lady yeah i guess that's it Mm -hmm. there's no way i can like postpone having to recap the first episode of the terror any longer man someone's got to do it someone's got to do it and who better than you uh okay i guess i'll take that scurvy (laughs) where's my phone uh i don't know Uh, you want to use mine uh, i'm sure sure. here i'll go on go the new show, The Terror, which is doing critically very well. All right, I'm going to start you off in three, two, one. I don't start it over because you have to go on go. I, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. I go on go. Okay, this has only been an issue twice. <laughs> no, it's not. So. It's not. Sometimes I just don't mention it because I'm not in a passive aggressive Three, two, mood. one, go. There are two naval ships. Uh, I believe they're searching for the Northwest Passage. I think yeah. it's so icy everywhere. And one is called the Terror, and the other one's called like the the Epson printer or something. And the they're having a very tough time finding what they're looking for. And one guy gets scurvy, and then they do a very 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 graphic autopsy on him. And somebody goes uh, diving down, and then he runs out of oxygen, but they pull him up, and he's okay. And it seems like it might be very tough to find the Northwest Passage. <laughs> crushed it <laughs> absolutely well what do you know about this show that i don't know because no, I, I i i was just happy to hear someone else try to articulate it it was they just throw you right in there they, they don't do. give you any real you know that of which i can appreciate you, you it was great yeah it, it starts out and it's showing a friend trying to investigate with like an inuit man where his uh, like three ships went right yeah that's kind of where it starts and they say like you know they died you shouldn't be here or whatever yes um they're in, and the, then in it, the beaches or whatever yeah yeah and then it flashes back uh to this maiden voyage to find the northwest passage yes and from there yeah there's a few different boats and there's some like inner politics and there's some personalities on the boats is it scurvy did we determine for sure that guy died from scurvy i was trying to figure that out but they i think they made a point of saying that it wasn't scurvy when they they, they thought the, it was scurvy they thought it was that that's why he died originally but he, they he held his uh, liver in his hand and oh my said God, that was so graphic <laughs> and said sawing through bone yes it was i was like, trying to eat kind spaghetti of removing an entire breastplate yes yeah it was horrific that was pretty gross you know what and was no like, gloves <laughs> no the most evocative part was uh before that guy died and he was just like you're going to see your parents in heaven. And he's like, but I never knew my parents. And they're like, oh, you're going to see the angels then. And he's like, will I fly? And I was yeah, like, this like, the saddest and, and the doctor's like, yeah, 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 of course. Sure, you'll fly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It was the saddest conversation then, I've ever heard. And then I just felt bad for the doctor because he yeah. had to, A, cut the man open against his wishes and then forgot to get his ring and was so upset about that. I know. Yeah. So uh, Tobias... But he didn't have scurvy because the doctor was holding the liver in his hand and said, it's not... Right. It's not cirrhotic. So we don't know exactly what it was. No. Okay. Uh, Tobias Fences, is that how it's pronounced? He played Fitzjames. He was just cast as uh, Philip in the next season of The Crown. Oh, that's good. So that's that's going to kind of work. Interestingly, the other guy, the other captain, he's played the King one George from, in The Crown, he, right? He's the one from... Game Mad- of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think, I think the Outlander is the other one. I think yes. he's in that too. He's done like a lot of British stuff. Right. 
so he's going to be on the crown and uh, the other captain was king george for the first couple episodes of the crown so yep. there's some crossover there uh erebus is the name of the other show uh, other ship the hms erebus right so this is a spoiler i know how you feel about uh historical stuff it's not te- it's technically a, it's his- okay you you go for it on this okay. one um I mean, it is it's it is kind of historical. It's based on a novel of historical fiction. Mm-hmm. So the events of the of the story that we're watching in this show and in the book are not real, okay. but they are based on two real ships that did occur, and we don't know what happened aboard them because they went missing. Right. And so that's the great spoiler that I have to provide. What's interesting is that in 2014, the Erebus was discovered. Oh wow! It was finally found, and in 2016, the Terror was discovered in almost perfect condition. Whoa. Which is phenomenal. Yeah. Like they just found it. And then it was like big news. And so the president of AMC had to be like, this is terrific for you guys, but like spoilers. Yeah. We were building up to the great mystery. Yeah. (laughs) This pisses us off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, The show has been uh, in production for quite a long time. They first uh, acquired the rights to the novel after AMC first had success with The Walking Dead, which is quite a long time ago. Yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Is it that long? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there was a little capuchin monkey walking around the boat. That was very Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) We were talking about how funny it would be if while it was showing that man going down to dive and it showed the monkey in the window, if it just never addressed that monkey again. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, four well, episodes in. Well, when he did show up, I was kind of like, when was there a monkey on board? Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. And it, did, it it's funny because it really didn't go any further from there. Like, it did show them in the room with a monkey. Yeah. But there's no reason for that monkey to be there. I think... They the, eat it at some point for sure. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I think the Terror is a cool name for an Argo. I I think that it might be a bad name for the show. Yeah. Just in that it kind of implies it's a horror show. Although I, it kind of I, is I was, a horror I show. I was waiting for something to be like... I think, supernatural? I think the... Yeah, but... It's not really supernatural. I think the main thing that they encounter in this show ends up being like a polar bear kind of like beast okay. that that Inuit man describes in the first yeah. episode. So I think it kind of works on two levels there. I think the book is very scary. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe the show is about to get scary too. And I mean, that cross cut between the autopsy scene and when the guy is scuba diving, that is yeah. very tense. Right. And and did, did he run out of oxygen? I think so. He I starts screaming while he's down there. Oh, they, I thought he got freaked out because he saw the body flying or the body floating towards see, him. See, you would know better than me because I was obviously not watching directly at the screen. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the, the his buddy who fell in the water earlier uh, and died was just kind of like ominously floating. See, I so thought he ran out of oxygen. Dark corpse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of wonder if this show uh, was more cheaply made than it looks to be because uh, period dramas tend to be very expensive to make. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of sets, are there? It's really just like a big ship on a green screen. Like, it's just a big soundstage. Yeah, I guess so. And then, I don't know. How do you do like, I have no idea, honestly, how, how they do the outdoor scenes and shows like that. I don't know either. I don't know. It's it's cool. I like the color palette. It's very white. Like, it really, it, it really makes you know that it's cold where they yes. are. Yeah, it's kind of like a dark gray feeling. Are you still watching The Trust? Cold. Did you watch any more of that? I didn't watch the third episode yet. Okay. But I'm fully in on it. I'm definitely going to watch it. I might watch it when I get home tonight. Because you had said a little while back that you're like a little bit tired of period dramas. But I'm not tired of that one. That one like really, it had an really energy. got me into it. Yeah. But this, this uh, The Terror? I don't think I'll follow it. No, it's not for me. I, I don't think it's a bad show. No, I don't either. And I'll... I think there's a lot of people that, that would like it. But yeah, it's not not for me. I don't know. If I, I would I equate it to like taboo. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw a taboo. I don't. Yeah. I don't necessarily think there are a lot of people that would like it. I think a lot of. People, I think it's doing well. It is, but I think a lot of people who watch it just need to be the kind of people who watch a show like that. Like, yeah. there's no. I don't really see what's entertaining about it. Well, who watched like Master and Commander? That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. <laughs> why, why did you watch it? I don't know. A lot of people probably did. A lot of people probably did. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah. 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 No, it's not for me. I kind of don't give it my ass. No, you kind of don't. If I'm if I'm being perfectly. If someone asked me, was that show good? I would say wasn't for me. But are what are you into? Okay. Because if they're into any sort of 
master and commander style yeah. weird shit like nautical stuff or yeah whatever. i think there's good nautical stuff out there is my thing like it's not that i don't think it's well made i think they achieved what they set out to do i just don't think it needs to exist that's right i don't think that this is a show that needs to exist yeah it's a good way of putting it i feel so i don't give it my ass for that reason you're the out terror i'm out of here this week, uh, Will Smith announced the new Fresh Prince Nikes, the shoes. Okay. They're doing sneakers that are the colors of, of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So kind of like, like bright pink yellow and lime green. And pink. And, yeah. Yeah, those okay. like soft 90s right. psychedelic colors. And kind of like dad shoe style. Yeah, this is just, that's the second time I've heard about dad shoes today. Really? That's weird. So like dad sneakers are a thing. Just within the last couple of weeks, it seems like it's become a thing. You know, those... Like early '90s style, like look real, like basketball shoes, but like have big soles on them. Yeah, like like really bulky, aggressively comfortable, not especially stylish activity sneakers that your dad <laughs> activity sneakers. I invented that expression, but like the, the kind of shoes your dad wears to Costco. No, 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 no. A little more swagger than that. Like they're like Jordans or like oh. like old schooler Nikes. Okay, I missed. We're not talking about like New Balance four forty eights or something. See, that's what I thought. We yeah, were no, about. no, 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 not right. quite like that. I mean, I I find it hard to imagine my dad wearing these Fresh Prince Nikes. Me too. <laughs> I would even say I would trust my dad if he wore those. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust any dad who wore Fresh Prince sneakers. And you know what? Will Smith is a dad. He's the dad. No, he's not. <laughs> I was hoping you were just going to go out on that and be like, that's right, never trust Will Smith. He's not the dad. <laughs> no, not take, at all. I take umbrage with that claim. He's not the dad at all. And you know why? Because he's untrustable. Untrustworthy. <laughs> untrustable. Uh, he's untrustable. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust him.